0: Hi! Welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Let's get started. I really wanted to take a quick second just to thank all of you who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology Radio. It has been such an exciting adventure for me. There are so many amazing things that are happening over here that I definitely want to share with you. So for the next few months, every person who signs up for my free newsletter will be entered into a drawing. In this monthly drawing, whomever wins will win a free 30-minute Skype call with me, James Miller. I will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. So go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, and sign up for my free newsletter there. Who knows, maybe you will be the lucky winner. So sign up today. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to encourage you to remind yourself that enough is enough. I will help you create boundaries which will keep you safe. I'll also be interviewing my Claire, who shares her story of being badly bullied in school and how she finally said, enough is enough. And now it's time for self-check-in. It's important for us to be able to separate between what our body feels like and what our emotions are. Sometimes we think they're one and the same, but they're really not. So just because you may have woken up in a bad mood does not mean you can't fulfill the responsibilities that you have to do today. And vice versa, you may have woken up today and not feel very well, but that doesn't mean that you can't be in a good mood. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 is the best you've ever felt and one is the worst you've ever felt. Go ahead and create those two scales for yourself. For example, for me, on a scale of one to 10, for my emotions, I'm feeling probably about an 8. I'm feeling pretty good. And then for my body, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm feeling about a 6. I got some good rest last night, and I'm feeling pretty good. So since I realize that both of my numbers are higher than 5, it means I'm going to be pretty productive today. Not only my emotions, but also my body. So when you can recognize that there's a difference between what your body feels like and what your emotions are, it helps you recognize what you can change enough is enough. We've all seen those movies where we root for the underdog. We see how perhaps these bullies or these people in their life are very domineering and oppressive, and we can't wait for the end of the story when we see that the underdog has now conquered the whole situation. And we may chuckle with our friends and say, oh, if I was in that position, this is what I would do, or this is what I would say to that person. But unfortunately, when we are in similar situations, we don't always respond the way that we thought we initially would have. It's really important for each of us to kind of look at our own life and to maybe analyze where we've been oppressed in certain ways. And when that happens, it's really important to create boundaries for ourselves. When we look at the different people in our lives, we really want to analyze our friendships, our relationships, our work life, and all the people with whom we associate. One thing I really like for people to maybe reflect on is just simply asking yourself, do I feel good when I interact with this person or this situation, or do I feel badly afterwards? That's a really good barometer. It's a very simple one, but a very good one nonetheless. With after every encounter that you're in, if you feel badly about it, you need to really ask yourself, what's going on? There are three parts of us. There's our spirit, mind, and body. And the spirit part is our intuition. Our body is literally our physical body. And then there's the logic that we have. Sometimes when we don't take a moment to reflect, our spirit, which is our gut, in other words, is trying to tell our body, hey, something's not right here. You don't feel good about this. But unfortunately, our logic will override what we think, and then we continually re-engage in the same behavior over and over again. So that's why I want to ask you, if you feel badly about it, you simply need to change the situation, and that's by setting a limit or setting a boundary. A boundary is essentially telling somebody what you need, and if they're not able to do that, then there are consequences that go along with it. So for example, let's say you're on the phone with somebody and they're yelling at you and treating you in a way which makes you feel badly. You simply tell them, if you continue to talk with me this way, you're choosing to have me hang up the phone. And so what you're doing is you're letting them know this is really what you need. And if they're not able to do it, well, then they have implemented the consequence and you simply follow through with it. Now, it's easy to say all that and do all that in theory. But the reality is when you can create that boundary within yourself to say, "Okay, I don't feel good about this. I need to change this. You can be very subtle about it at times. Sometimes we can just distance ourselves over a period of time, maybe not returning people's phone calls or just slowly not engaging with them the way that we used to. Now, of course, there may be situations when we're immediately confronted with something and we feel like we're in danger. Of course, you're going to set much more healthier boundaries at that time. But this is just something overall, if we feel badly in a situation, this is what we need to do. But switching gears here a little bit, I really want us to reflect to how we treat ourselves. The majority of us would not look at someone and say, gosh, you're so fat, or you're so ugly, or you're this, or you're that. So why would we say that for ourselves? You know, For example, if you do something that's really embarrassing, and in your mind, if you berate yourself and you say all these different negative things about yourself, well, you're pretty much your own worst enemy. So I would really ask you to use that same type of logic that we talked about before is if I feel badly after I've just berate myself and all this negative self-talk that I have, well, why am I doing it? I shouldn't have to do it. You are the person that goes on vacation with yourself. You are the person who is, goes through the negative situation with yourself. You are the person who is always with you, in other words. So if you are continually berating yourself, well, that just doesn't feel good at all. It's important to give yourself compassion to, to really understand that you're going to be really good at some things and probably not so good at other things, and that's okay. So I would really challenge you today. So if you find your self-talk continually changes over time, perhaps you can compliment yourself sometimes and then you're really negative other times, you need to make sure that it's always pretty much within the same parameters. You are going to make mistakes, which is normal. So this is what I would have you do. When you do something that you feel badly about, or in other words, you feel like you've berated yourself, simply stop, speak aloud what type of advice you would give your friend if they had done something that they were really upset about. What would you tell them? And so when you speak this aloud to yourself, What it does is it interrupts those negative thoughts that loop over and over again and cause you to hear something externally, which then you internalize it in a different way. It may sound cheesy, but I promise you it works. Who knew that talking to yourself could actually be so healthy? So today, I really want you to identify these dynamics you have with other people. If you find that you don't feel really good about it, it's simply your spirit and your body telling you that something needs to change. You can create these boundaries. Sometimes they can be very strong boundaries or very obvious boundaries, or they could be very subtle boundaries where you don't engage with them as much. And when you can do that immediately, you'll find that your life is so much more enjoyable. And then internally, if you find that you're berating yourself, you need to stop, speak aloud what you would say to one of your friends who's going through this, and really start to believe that, because when your external body and your internal body are in sync, you will be unstoppable. So starting today, enough is enough. Are you a life coach, author, speaker, and entrepreneur who are serious about getting massive exposure for your business? Well, you need to secure your seat at the inaugural New Media Summit and get the high level visibility you deserve. Come see me and 39 other high-profile media influencers September 21st to 24th of 2017 in beautiful San Diego, California. At this summit, you will receive detailed training on leveraging and monetizing the power of new media and have a guaranteed face-to-face meeting with me and 39 other high-level media celebrities who could make you famous with the push of a button. Seating is limited, so reserve your spot today. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, and the first thing you see there is the links to this phenomenal event. Simply click on the link and purchase your ticket today. Remember, this is the number one event for connecting with the world's leading influencers and getting booked on today's most listened to, watched, and read new media outlets. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and purchase your ticket today. I look forward to meeting you very soon. Maya Claridge is a 15-year-old amazing young woman who overcame constant bullying and decided to use her experience and her talents to launch an anti-hate campaign called Bullied to Bold. Welcome to my show, Maya.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me on.
0: It is such a pleasure. Thank you for coming today. Thank you. So now you have done so many things. You know, it's, it's always unfortunate when situations, of course, happen in our life. And I, and I say that's so not to minimize anything anyone's gone through, but to see what someone has gone through and how to use that to maybe launch them into their purpose or launch them into their career. I absolutely love hearing that in, in a person. So I can't wait to hear everything about your life, how you overcame all the, the bullying that you experienced and what you're doing today to help inspire the people around you. Thank you. So now you actually, from what I understand, is in middle school is when the bullying started.
1: Um, Yeah, it started in about fifth grade and lasted until the middle of seventh grade. So about two and a half years. A lot wow. of that was when I was in middle school. Yeah.
0: Wow. You know, we we see we've all seen that the movie Mean Girls and, you know, it's it's quote unquote funny. But the reality is that's not funny when you when someone actually experienced it. I mean, it's not funny in general, but, you know, to to take something that's so um, that people just struggle with so much. I mean, you hear about people in the news of young girls who are young boys even who have taken their life because they've been bullied. I can't even imagine the despair that they must feel.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always been um, a fan of that movie. I've always watched it been one of my favorite movies, but mm-hmm. it is true. It's definitely something to think about, even though we laugh at that movie. And it's something really iconic that mm-hmm. almost everyone has seen. Um, this, some of the stuff in that movie is real. And it's a really big issue that lots yeah. of people do go through. Yeah.
0: So if you wouldn't mind and not, hopefully it's not too painful, but how, can you give us some of the examples of some of the bullying that you experienced?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, at first it started out, uh, it was me and three other girls and we were just kind of a normal group of friends. We would eat lunch together, hang out on the weekends, had some classes together, you know, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they started out as my friends. And then one day, Um, They wouldn't let me sit with them at lunch and it kind of just spiraled out of control from there. I started getting a lot of horrible comments under my posts on social media like you're so ugly. Go kill yourself or texts and emails. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I started getting excluded from more things at school. They started spreading rumors. So they used a lot of things against me. Um, so many different things, which I think I I like to talk about all the different things that happened to me on the tour, because some kids may only be being bullied in one way, Mm -hmm. you know, it still hurts just as bad.
0: Well, I think that's the thing. I think sometimes people don't understand what bullying is. And, you know, bullying is is pretty much just is hurting someone to such a degree, degrading them and disrespecting them in a way that is detrimental to their mental health. How would you describe it?
1: Well, um, yeah, no, I totally agree. What I usually say is bullying is something that is done on purpose. um, And it's, mean-spirited and it is meant to hurt someone no matter what the reasoning behind it is it is something intentional you know you may say something to someone and not mean for it to come off as rude or not mean for it to hurt their feelings and it can still hurt them um and then there's bullying there's a difference between those two sure Bullying is definitely intentional, and people do it for a bunch of different reasons. Yeah,
0: you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's it's just so difficult. You know, as a as a psychotherapist, I've worked with many many people. You know, even as they're adults, I've I've worked with them as far as traumatic things they've experienced as as a child and the bullying they've experienced. And and you know, I, I do think it is true. We've all been bullied at some time or another, whether we realize it or not. And unfortunately, we've probably said some things intentionally, not you know, to that may come across as bullying once you really stopped to think about it. But to have someone continually do that to you over and over and over again, I can't imagine how difficult that was for your self-esteem and just, I mean, at any age, really. But how did how did it affect your self-esteem?
1: Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, when I was going through all of this, when somebody says something to you every single day, you start to believe it. You know, if somebody walked up to you and called you ugly every single day. And then more people started joining in, calling you ugly. When you got up in the morning, you would look in the mirror and See yourself as ugly, even though you're not, you know. But so I really started to believe all these things that they were telling me. I was. I started to see myself differently, see other people differently. I I became really paranoid, and I questioned why people even looked at me, or talked to me, or wanted to be my friend. I I really I call it. I just kind of spiraled into this black hole, is yeah. what I call it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I, I'm I'm sure you would. Were there any? Was there any people that ever stuck up for you?
1: You know, um, no, not for at least for a very long time, because I didn't tell anyone. Mm. Most of what was happening to me was very underhanded, very sneaky that not a lot of people did notice or even could notice. Um, And I was so afraid when I was going through this. I didn't say anything to anyone for two and a half years.
0: Wow. Yeah. Were your parents aware of this?
1: they weren't um i waited um for yeah almost 3 years until oh gosh, i Maya. told my mom yeah my mom was the first person i told and this is how crazy it is i my mom and i were literally best friends like <laughs> not That's even like that <laughs> but and i knew like i know i can go to my mom with anything sure. whatever problem i have i can trust my mom and i'm sure a lot of people have that person in their life whether it is one of their parents or whoever But with this, I was so afraid that someone, you know, would think it was my fault that Mm. that person wouldn't believe me or it would make things worse or think, you know, I was just making stuff up and they would minimize the situation. I was so afraid for so many different reasons because everything was so twisted in my mind by then that I was even afraid to tell my mom. I thought my Uh, own mom was mad at me.
0: Yeah. And that—that that is such what, what I would call cognitive distortion, a fancy word to basically say when you believe something that's not true to be true, it becomes your world, it becomes your reality.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, sure.
0: When your mom found out, I mean, I can't even imagine what that must have felt like for her as well to know that, you know, her daughter whom she loves so much was going through something and not knowing about that. I'm, I'm sure there was so many, I, I can't even imagine her rage. <laughs> I would not want to be oh, in yeah. her way.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely a mama bear moment, mm-hmm. but it was, and it was rough because my parents could see something was wrong. Um, all this time I was getting depressed. I was getting worse. You know, I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to talk to anyone, not even in my own family. So they could tell something was happening, but they just didn't know. And I started to get sick, like physically sick. Um, I threw up a lot. I had horrible headaches. Um, they would take me to the doctors. They ran tests, like nobody knew what was wrong. So all these things started to happen to me and I didn't know what was happening and neither did my parents. So I think it was just, a pretty scary time for all of us.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm sure it was. Now, how did you find that moment to say enough is enough? I can't handle this anymore, or I won't handle this
1: anymore. Well, um, I reached this, this um, kind of place where I had to make a decision. I only had two choices. And I talk about this on the tour. It's this is the crossroads. It's very dangerous where a lot of kids say, okay, do I stand up and do I say something or do I end it? Whatever that means, you know, sure. suicide, you know, like we talked about before, you know, whatever that means to that person, do I end it? Um, and that I came to that, that path where I only had two choices. And I decided that no matter how afraid I was, or no matter how much I didn't trust someone, or I felt like I couldn't do it, I couldn't let the bullies win. Because if I gave up, what was that saying to them sure. you know
0: yeah and so do you have do you remember the defining moment when you said all right i'm standing up
1: um well i was ooh, that's interesting i don't talk about the exact moment on my tour the exact moment i remember my breaking point but the moment i decided to stand up yes i was in my bedroom um and i had come home from school that day something really big had happened to me with the bullies. And I, I felt this feeling of, I couldn't do it anymore. I was at the ultimate low and I just went up to my bedroom and I looked in my mirror and I probably stared at myself for like an hour in the mirror. Just, I sat there staring at myself. Um, and that was when I decided that I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore and I couldn't let them win.
0: Yeah. How was it for you, not to get too personal, but when you stared in the mirror and you finally had that glimmer of strength, do you remember what how you felt? So that glimmer of strength and you were kind of resolute in making that decision. Do you remember exactly when you looked yourself in the eye, what maybe a transformation that kind of went over you at all?
1: Well, I mean, I think at that point I do definitely remember looking at myself and just thinking about how much I hated who I was mm-hmm. um, and it it felt like I mean, I just wanted to ball. It felt like there was just this little voice um inside of me, this little thing that I could see that was like almost like I was two different people, like the real me was still there, yeah, and I just felt like you know what, this is something I haven't tried. Speaking up is something that I've always been afraid of, and I haven't done it yet, and how could things get worse, you know mm-hmm. So I think I just kind of saw that old me inside of me. And I was like, let's let's try to get that back.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you missed that part of you.
1: Oh, I definitely I definitely and I could realize it was gone. I just I never knew what to do about it. Sure, Um, And it was definitely a very long, hard process. But
0: well, then is that how you started bullied to
1: bold? No, actually. So I let's see, that was in about the middle of seventh grade. Um, I'm in high school now, this is years later, but mm-hmm. that I honestly was just on a road to healing after that. My, my reason for starting Bully to bold was because as a, I was around 14 when I first started it as a 14 year old in high school on social media, doing all these normal kid things. And then also, you know, pursuing a career. I looked around and everywhere I went, every social media network, all the sc- the the schools I went to, um, all the jobs I went to, I could see this happening to people. I could see people being put down, people being bullied, people not being okay with who they are, thinking that they're not enough. And I just said, you know, I know how that feels. I look at those people and I'm like, I've been there. Yeah. Like, even if our situations are not exactly identical, like I know what those people are going through. And I thought maybe if I just share what I went through it might, you know, help some other people feel like they're not so alone because that was my main thing. When I was going through this, I felt alone and yeah. I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone and no one understood. So I thought if I could just help one person, that'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. To validate them and, and to normalize it, that they're more than one person that's experienced this before. And so when you, really, when you can normalize it like that, then people can talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. So tell me about the tour.
1: What is this tour? So um it's a tour called Bullied to Bold and what I do is I go around and I speak in schools, uh, mostly middle schools. For the most part, it's pretty bad um in middle schools statistically mm-hmm. bullying. Um I go around and I and I speak about my experience. I tell um a lot of my story and then I go into the three steps I have for overcoming bullying. Oh um, I share with them my single that's out on iTunes called Put It Down that kinda goes along with the tour and um introduce them to the music video and that sort of thing and I tell them about my book release that goes along with the tour. Um and I get to meet a lot of really cool kids and uh we kind of have built this little bullied to bold family, especially over social media. It's been really cool.
0: <laughs> that's wonderful. Do you have any stories of how bullied to bold has really helped people find their voice and maybe take a stand on their own?
1: For sure. I mean, definitely when I go into classrooms or assemblies, you know, and I I don't just do schools. Also, I do Girl Scout troops and everything. But when Mm -hmm. I go in and I speak to these kids, um, definitely after every presentation, I have a lot of people coming up to me saying, you know, I went through this and what you said made me know that I'm not alone. And I'm going to go tell my counselor right now Mm -hmm. or I'm going to go tell my mom after school or you know, so definitely kids have told me that now they do have the courage to speak up. I've seen a lot of cool, you know, social media movements, people writing, put it down on their, their arms, just like I have it for my album cover and posting that on social media That's and wonderful. people singing my song. Yeah. So just some really cool stuff. I feel like we've built a really awesome community, especially over Instagram and stuff like that. Um, and it's had a lot of positive effect, I think, in a lot of schools. But for me, it's had a really impact, a really huge impact on my life. Um, and I'm really thankful that I get to do this. Yeah,
0: of course. It's such a, such a blessing to be able to give back to your community after um, really helping people find their voice. Now, do you ever have any of those people from your past who bullied you ever circle back around?
1: Well, um, the three girls who bullied me, I do know where a few of them are and they're not very happy people. Can I just say, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I don't really talk to them. I don't, sure. I don't really know them. one of them, I don't even know where she is and I don't care to know. It's good for I you. mean, I, I'm way past that. But. Yes.
0: You know, it's, I think one of the hardest things is when we look at a certain time in our life. And when we do what's called emotional forecasting, in other words, when whatever we feel in this moment, we think we're always going to feel that way. And that's where things get so overwhelming. And we don't feel like we have any other choice or this is how it's going to be. But when you really put things in perspective to say, all right, middle school is two years of my life or three years of my life. And that's not the rest of my life. And granted at that age, it's and sometimes at any age, really, it's hard to find that perspective, but knowing that it's almost like a blink of an eye and then the rest of your life is all before you. And I think that's something we all need to remember that when we're going through something right in this moment, It is going to end, and we get to choose what the outcome is going to be. And I think sometimes people just forget that and don't realize that. So it's really nice for me to hear you say that you don't really care where they are in life. Not, not, of course, nothing against them personally, but they don't they don't register on your radar anymore. Those what you went through before is now has launched you in your this amazing career. And I think it's so powerful for you to realize that you are so far beyond that.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's something I talk about on the tour a lot: is that no matter what you're going through right now, you're so strong and you're so able to get past it and know that it's not the end of the world and it's not the end of your life and yeah. you can you know grow from it for yeah. sure
0: now one other question so you said when you were maybe looked in the mirror for about an hour and then um, you kind of had this you missed that other person of you and you wanted to try something new when you look in the mirror now what do you see do you see those oh. two, two parts of you i mean wh- what goes through your mind now when you look in the mirror now
1: well, I mean, it depends on the day.
0: I, uh, <laughs> I understand my I can say the same thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. Now, I definitely don't see the same thing. I mean, um like uh, honestly right now everything is just so crazy. I'm doing a lot of things that I really love to do and I'm doing a lot of career stuff and all that stuff when I get up in the morning, um pre coffee. I don't even know what I see, but <laughs> I I look at myself and I'm like, you know, I still see a lot of scars there and I still see a lot of hurt. And, um, I can, at least for me, I don't know how much other people can see, but when I look at myself, I do see what I went through still. Um,
0: Which but I also yeah. see
1: it. No, yeah, totally. And I, I mean, as much of a horrible experience that was, I'm so thankful for it because I I now see that I'm so much stronger because of it. And when I look in the mirror at myself, I can see that strength. And I do realize that I may have been hurt really bad and those scars will be there forever. But I am so much more of a better person because I went through that and I overcame it. So I guess when I look in the mirror, I'm just really thankful. I always say thank you to God every single day when I look in the mirror for helping me overcome that and making me who I am today.
0: That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Now tell me about your book.
1: Yeah. So my book is called Put It Down, Going From Bully to Bold. It kind of just elaborates more on um, what I say when I'm on tour. It goes into a little more detail of my story, talks about a little bit of how my parents felt um, through this whole thing. Um Yeah. And it, and it breaks down the three steps that I always tell the kids to go through to overcome a situation like this. It, it's basically just everything I say in a little bit more description, a little bit more detail.
0: Sure. Is now, is it written like, like a, like a novel or is it written more like your, your diary? How would it be written? How would you classify it?
1: It's definitely, it's got a little bit of a story aspect to it. Um, but it's all true stuff that happened to me. It's like my story that I'm telling. Yeah.
0: Okay that's wonderful now you've been in a few movies
1: yeah (laughs) so tell me about that well yeah that's my main career thing that i do i am an actress and a singer i have done um a lot of film work done some stage work too but i'm doing a lot of film work right now i'm currently on a tv show called drama queens which will be released in 2017 so for people who follow me on social media you can look out for all those release dates coming out. Um, yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of movies. Some of the bigger films I've been in, um, a few of them haven't been released yet. I have one on Redbox that people might've been able to see, but that's really what I'm working towards right now. A lot of film work, um, a lot of music stuff. I have a new single coming out soon and I have a single right now called put it down that kind of goes along with some of the stuff I talk about on the tour and more. um, yeah. So that's
0: pretty much what I do. Well, that is amazing. Maya. That's so wonderful to hear this. I, you know, I'm always, I'm Thank a big advocate for, um, I think kind of my, with a group of people with whom I usually work in my practice, I love talking to teenagers. And so I get so excited about hearing how they've overcome things and how they've really changed their life and transformed their life to something greater. So I'm so inspired by your story and I can't wait to share this with everybody.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Now, if my listeners would like to find out more information about you and your books and your tour and all the amazing things that you're doing, where would they find your information online?
1: So, um, you can find, I am on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Facebook, Instagram and Snapchat are Maya Claridge. Twitter is Maya underscore Claridge. Facebook is just Maya Claridge. Um, I also have a YouTube channel called Maya Claridge, where I do segments every Monday called Maya's Monday Madness. So if you like YouTube videos, you can watch that. I, um, have my website, which is myaclaridge.com. Then if you want to find out more about the Bullied to Bold tour, you can go to bulliedtobold.com for bookings and info on that. Um, and then also my song can be downloaded on iTunes. It's called Put It Down. And the music video for that can be found on YouTube and as well as the behind the scenes video for that music video.
0: Wonderful. Well, Maya, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me. I also want to thank you, my listener, for joining with me today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with me. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for my newsletter, enroll in the Lifeology Academy, watch my YouTube episodes, and read all the articles I've written just for you. If you'd like to become a guest or advertise on my show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. You may also follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Have a fantastic day, and I look forward to speaking with you very soon.